I'm not sure how you do a sermon about the blessings of Labor Day when the original origin concept of work was a curse. You remember the uh, creation myths of Genesis when uh, Adam and Eve got in, cur- in, cu- in trouble God cursed them and said well Adam you're going to work now you're going to work by the sweat of your brow and woman you're going to hurt when you have babies y'all got a lot of hard work in front of you that's the informing myth that's what western culture has as a backdrop of understanding what labor is about work physical work. In Greece and Rome, real people, freed people, did not work. Slaves worked. In all of our human history, there has been a relationship between labor and violence and curse. It's really hard to get a hold of to understand that. That somewhere in the informing stories of our ancestors, we came up with the idea, they came up with the idea that we got to educate people, train them, get them molded into the concept that effort, physical effort, is not an extension of yourself, not an extension of creativity, not an extension of God, God's work in the world, but it's a curse you got to do to stay alive. Subtle that. No, it's not subtle, it's very hard. You got this choice over here that the work of our lives, the things we do to earn our keep, to feed us, to test and stretch our creativity, to express ourselves in a larger world, is bad rather than good. That's been that was pressed down early on. So we have in our time over the last five hundred years tried to come with cope with that. And then on top of that we organize a culture, the white people of Europe organize a culture where people of color end up being slaves forced by violence to do their bidding. Whether it's Southeast Asia, whether it's Africa, whether it's the Americas. The idea of labor is related to slavery, to violence, to a curse. That's bad stuff. we got a heavy hangover. We're toxic from the day time we're born when mama cried because I hurt her so bad. And her DNA remembered the curse. And daddy worked sometimes not knowing whether he was going to make enough money for us to survive. All these wonderful horror stories and how we've come, up, come so far and done so much. What I'd like for us to do about Labor Day 2019 is to remember some facts and some background to help inform our celebration maybe and maybe to bless it. 125 years ago tomorrow, the first Labor Day was officially recognized in the United States. That year, 1894, Congress has passed legislation and President Grover Cleveland had signed the act that said the first Monday of September would be a day of work, day of no work in the country in honor of labor and its contributions to American civilization. Now that's what the history book says. The 20 and 30 years before that were hundreds of people killed, maimed, and hurt by the labor movement trying to get a better way of life, more concessions, get out of the 12-hour workday, seven days a week, children as young as five and six working in the factories. They've been working for generations, organizing themselves, 
trying to push back from the powers that be, the overseers and the owners, to say we're human beings. We need to work. We need to work to express ourselves. You need us. Let's get together. Let's collaborate. Let's cooperate and see if we can't make this work for everybody. But something in the human psyche and something in the organization patterns of our culture has made it so that it's always been contentious. don't know what that's about. I, I, I don't understand that. The lat, that 1894, the Pullman strike, had just happened. The Pullman workers, a great empire, a commercial empire that was providing all the rolling stock, most of the rolling stock for the railroads, which were just burgeoning then and growing all over the country. They got cut in wages because a five-year depression had been going on in the economy. So the stockholders and the, uh, and the managers and uh, well, mainly one family was not making enough money. So how do, what do you do about that? Well, you, you uh, cut the wages and people just have to live with it. Well, of course, that made people angry. So. Labor Day was a reaction trying to placate labor to say, okay, okay y'all settle down. We'll give you a day off. That's be all right. Okay, be all right. Be all right. You'll be all right. Don't, don't, don't hurt us anymore, and we won't send the cavalry. Well, we've had Americans attacked by their military more than one time in this country to support the way of life that some people say it has to be. I'm saying, sounding awful radical this morning, uh, but the union made always upsets me because it's not some romantic uh, a story. It's the truth of how people live. The miners the uh, industrial workers, the, the uh, uh, railroad people, everyone. All right, let's, let's put things in perspective. In 1954, 35% of the working people in the United States belonged to some type of union. 35%. Today, 11% belong to some type of union. Well, Doug, what's that all about? Don't talk about unions. Union, that's, that's political. You can't talk about it. No, that's people organizing to try to say to those who employ them, we expect some standards of, of, of income, some standards of, of behavior, some uh, uh, limits on what you can do, expect of us in our employment. Part of all of that is the way industry has changed and our country has changed, and we all have watched it over these last 80 years, and that is the diminishing of industrialization. We don't have as many factories. We aren't making too much much anymore. The big stuff, the people where people could work for 20, 40, 40 hours a week and make a living. We have small jobs, we have little jobs, we're broken down. And the gap, the rich people are really making some money. Some of us who think we're rich are getting by and it's getting less and less all the time. And everybody else is just scrambling all over themselves. Working in jobs of service, we see it. We, see fit. we know people who work two or three jobs a week to make ends meet. Labor Day. What does that have to do with religion? What does that have to do with spirituality? It goes back to the curse. By the sweat of the brow, you'll earn your bread. By the hurt of your body, you'll birth all your children. Human beings in the story, in the myth, in the legends, were given the curse of work to survive in the world. They weren't given a blessing. Think about this. The old original story makers and crafters of those legends, they did not choose voice a blessing. You will be blessed. You will be a steward of, of life. You will work with the animals. You will work with the land. You will learn and produce and adapt 
and grow and celebrate in festival and in song the bounty of the earth that I've given you. No, you're going to get out of here and work your butt off hard, hard, hard. The story we began with had us set up and had us contending with one another and contentious. Rather than an original blessing story that labor and work is an extension of who you are, some of us are tilted this way. Some of us are this way. Some of us have different in impulses to be about this. Some of us have an artistic bending. Some of us are more mathematical oriented. Engineering types, we like to tinker. We can make anything. And other people can write poetry and stand up and talk for 20 minutes and make some kind of sense. Everybody is gifted with different things, but we have not been exposed over those generations to say that's good and life needs it. Somehow creation has worked it out. Somehow life is still functioning in some type of pattern and interaction and interdependency where most everybody has an opportunity to be blessed. And the greatest gift we have in all this creation story is the objectivity to see how things are, to examine the truth, to examine the stories, to examine the legends, to examine the experiences in our history, to say 400 years of slavery that helped build this country, the initial wealth of this country, did not come from healthy, white, Anglo-Saxon Protestants earning out a scrubbing out a living in the frontier. It came from indigo fields, indigo uh, uh, farms in, 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 in South, uh, South Carolina. It came from tobacco farms in Virginia. It came from fisheries in New England. And half of that stuff was farmed and worked by slaves and enforced through violence to make it happen. So first thing we do to celebrate Labor Day is to be honest with its story and its history. Labor started out as a curse that humanity had to live with because they'd been upstarts toward God and tried to learn about what knowledge was. Who? Some kind of power play in that somewhere. Somebody's making money on that story. Somebody's making money on that story. Because if they, well, you, you can work it out on your own mind how that goes. So here we are, Labor Day 2019. We've got less people involved in unions. We have more people struggling. The, the, the prosperity we talk about and we hear about on the news, I, I am doubtful that that's real. But that's another story for another day and another time of discussion. What does it have to do with me and my eternal life? What does that have to do with me and you and how we relate to that which is important and vital to our survival? In our lives, we're given opportunities, most times, to make some type of subtle choices about what we do and how we act. How we choose to spend our money, how we choose to spend our energy, how we choose to devote our loyalties. All of those of you in this room, I'm going to bet, has had a pretty decent career, hope, and starting on a decent career, and have an opportunity still to express yourself some way in some choice that you have to, to, to serve humanity. Labor is the expression of our creativity, our devotion, and our loyalty to life. It's us extending ourselves to, to share ourselves, to share our talents. Some of you in this room are teachers. Greatest job in the world. Sorry, no, no false modesty there. I can't do it. I tried it one time. I was a dismal failure. You should have seen those kids. Those eighth graders just took me to the cleaners. It was awful. 
the blessings of labor come to us as far as the extension of, as it represents the extension of our own personalities and character. And that may be in math, it may be in, in the sciences, it may be in the service industry. People being nice to one another, taking care of one another's problems, dealing with them in a progressive, in, in, in a positive way, caring for them is vital to our, 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 our culture and to our community one with another. Labor Day. They had parades, they had gatherings, they celebrated with barbecues, they had politicians speaking. One of the things about my study of labor aid came out, which I thought was pretty interesting, it was really the first formal kind of uh, uh, system by which the politicians went to see the people. Before, there had not been that, you know, July 4th, but that was celebrating Washington and the great, the, the great uh, experience of 1776 and all of it went through the revolution. But Labor Day from the 1890s to today becomes a time for politicians to come and talk and interact and hear from the people. Ideally, that means their influence. And it still becomes our, our, problem, our opportunity to say what we feel about the needs of our country. Labor Day, the celebration of the interdependence that is our life. Everyone serves a purpose. Everyone participates in the ongoing wealth that we share. I love the word commonwealth. It means that everybody participates in it. The union said, we want a fair shake, and we want to be respected, and we want you to treat each one of us as, as the extension of all of us, all for one and one for all, the three musketeer kind So when you're having your barbecue tomorrow or sitting on the boat, or watching football, or whatever in, ends up being your day's activity. It's because of the blood and the work and the idealism of those past. Those who worked 12 hours, those who had a lifespan of 35, those children that died that never had an opportunity to express themselves and be human beings. All of that is our legacy. And we also have that terrible legacy of the curse of Adam and Eve about labor. And we have an opportunity every day we live to celebrate life with joy and hope, to deny that curse, to say no to it, to say that's not the way life should be, nor is that the way life is, unless we make it that way, unless we choose to feel that it is a curse, unless we choose to stay stuck in the rut we're in of, of this lifestyle or that lifestyle, we still have some possibility, some hope, with, if we find the courage and the energy to move out into what we need to do. A lot of rambling this morning on Labor Day. It's an extension of ourselves. We've been bequeathed a tremendous legacy. Tremendous legacy gifts of this culture, of the wealth of this country, of the possibilities of the life we share now in this day and, and tomorrow. Based on a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of evil. Well, every day we have in front of us is an opportunity to redeem that evil into something good which is a better world for our children. And right now, there's plenty of work to be done. Plenty of work to be done. Amen. I just wanted to 